Hi, listeners. Are you looking for some ways to improve your health? Maybe you're interested in a simple alcohol reset. I'm proud to share with you 0.0 Living. Many of my friends have wanted to do a 30-day alcohol-free challenge, but felt like they didn't have the tools, the support, and accountability. 0.0 Living gives you a simple reset to live more fully. So if you're ready to interrupt your patterns, live healthier and happier without ever feeling like you're missing out, Join 0.0 Living's Alcohol-Free Challenge. They start at January 1st. For more information, you can go to their website at 00living.com. Failing. 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 I know. We talk about failure. Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. It's tough. I had to make some tough decisions. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life. A blessing. Achieve your dream. And then what we do with it. And this is Failing Forward. Hi, everyone. I'm here with Maria Maldonado. Um... You might want to pronounce it for the listeners because I can't seem to get it right. Sure. <laughs> My name is Maria Maldonado, and you did great, too. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. I want to hear about where you grew up, your childhood, and all that. Okay. So I am from Ecuador, a little country in South America between Colombia and Peru. Um. I came here five years ago, so I lived in Ecuador for 17 years. Um, my childhood, I would say that it was very simple, um, mm-hmm. but it was beautiful. I had everything I needed, nothing more and nothing less. So I appreciate everything I had. I had really good friends. I had my family with me uh, together. and. I grew up in a very small city mm-hmm. and very conservative, very colonial um, style kind of city. And um, it was really beautiful for me to grow up uh, learning all the values and yeah. a lot of culture and traditions uh, from my ancestors, from um, indigenous ancestors and also uh, European ancestors. So it was really nice to have that mixture in my life. And yeah. in my culture. That's pretty great. I mean, a lot of people never got to grow up with that experience and feel so um, connected with the family and all of that. And I was wondering, how did it affect? Did you have to leave your family behind when you left Ecuador? Yes, that was probably one of the hardest part for me to when I had to come here to the US. I actually didn't take that decision. My parents, um, they wanted this for me. They wanted me to move here to the U.S. and um, have a better future and study and get prepared in a country with more opportunities than mine. Um, So they took the decision for me. I wasn't um, very sure if that was going to be the best thing. And at that moment, when I was in that transition of moving to the U.S., um, I was very scared to live in a different country to leave all my family, all my friends, all my life behind um, and start over. So for me coming from a city that was very 
um, family oriented, it was hard to get detached from them yeah. and start my own life with my own, you know, my own values and my own things, having, yeah. not having to share that with my family anymore. It was kind of mm-hmm. sad, but it also helped me develop more self-confidence and it helped me realize that I'm able to do things by myself too, because I would always need help from my family, from my dad, from my mom, from my grandparents, for everyone. So it was really good to get to that process where I knew that I was going to be able to do things for myself. Okay. And if I'm correct, you, um, you left Ecuador and you came here to the United States to go to school at UC. Yes. So how so, was that? How was your whole college experience? It was really nice. I would say it was different from what a lot of people have here as a college experience um, and different from what I had in mind. So mm-hmm. I came here the very next day I graduated from high school in Ecuador. I was doing all my luggage and putting everything together to come here the next day. Wow. Um, so I started, I actually started in UC Blue Ash. Um, okay. So it was a better, smooth, like a smooth transition, mm-hmm. not like directly going to college, but like having a smaller community was nice. Um, but still, when I came here, uh, I mean, I was a good student in English in Ecuador. I thought I knew English, but when I came here, I found out that I <laughs> I didn't know English. Yes. um, I mean, my English was good enough to order probably like a McDonald's meal or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) And that was about it. So when I came here and I started to have classes and write papers, it was really hard. It was probably the most um, difficult situations when I was um, meeting myself in. So Um, how did it affect relationships wise like when you came there was it hard making friends and trying yes. to like talk to them I, yes. I don't know do it was think? really hard it still is after five years of being here um I think that the different um culture that I have um for me was really hard to have like empathy maybe or I don't know to feel included in this culture in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really hard for me to make friends and and uh, go out and things like that in college. I actually try to go to several like this type of groups that they have at college. They have a couple of Hispanic um, groups, but yeah. still I didn't feel identified. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, I, I told you the college experience for me wasn't too much about friends and going out and, and that. It was more about just a process for myself and, you know, growing up and learning English and learning about other cultures. I think uh, being in UC, which is such a big college, I got to meet people from all all over the the world. Yeah. Um, And it was, I think it was easier for me to make friends from other countries, not necessarily like Hispanics or Latinos, but people from, I don't know, from India or from, um, I don't know, Jordan, Palestine, Mm -hmm. places like these. Well, I feel like you could also 
relate with them and you can find something that you all have in common because you know they had to go through the whole same process of leaving their family behind and having to make new friends and figure out the whole American college system. So yes, it must have been so exactly. Tough. Being so different from like different parts of the world, we still had something in common, which is exactly what you said. We had to go through the same process of adjusting to this culture, to this country. And um, don't get me wrong. I'm, it's like, I love being here. I love the, this country gives me all the opportunities that my country couldn't give me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not something that like I'm going against the United States or the, or the United States culture. It's just mm-hmm. different and really hard to adjust. Yeah. And some people don't understand that very well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, we try. <laughs> we yeah, try really I mean, hard. <laughs> my, my older brother is actually a freshman at UC. And mm-hmm. I mean, in order for him to see like our family, he just has to drive 15 minutes and then he can see us. And it's crazy to think that you know, to contact your family, like they're so far away. And it, it's just so crazy to me. And I can't even imagine. And I think you're yes. so strong for that. Thank you. <laughs> it, it was really hard. It's still hard. Um, but I conserve all the values that my family taught me. Mm-hmm. And I think that our bonds are so strong that even though we're so far away, we still talk every day, we still know what's going on, which you with each one of us. So it's it's really not nice to still have that connection. So to take a step back, um, did you make any friends at UC that have taught you an important life lesson or that has helped you a lot throughout this big um, change? Yes, um, definitely. I... Well, since I started classes in UC, which was 2015, um, I had this vision of American college like like a, like a Hollywood movie. Like mm-hmm. the very first day I would walk in and make friends and sit down in a table and be like, hey, can I join you with my lunch? <laughs> but of course that didn't happen. So um, after two years of being in UC, I didn't have any like close contact with anyone. And after two years, I made my first friend and she is actually from Venezuela. So we both speak Spanish and uh, we both have a lot of things in common. Yeah. Um, so it was right, really nice to meet her and um, to get to know someone that had kind of like my same experience and my same process and it was going through the same things as me. So it was really nice to have someone to listen to you and to understand and same from me to her. So she, I would listen to her and understand her. So it was really good to have that empathy. Um, and then she, um, coming from Venezuela in her case, Venezuela is a country that struggles a lot, that has a really bad crisis, economical, political, social, every single crisis that you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really admire her um, having that strength to just, um, you know, she came here by her choice because uh, her family was threatened. So she decided that the best for her was just to to, to go to a different country. Yeah. And she was also 17 when she took that decision. 
and also wow. she's been through a lot of really bad situations and bad stuff um and i've been together with her and all that bad processes all those bad processes and i think i've learned a lot from her and from her from her decisions and the strength mm -hmm. that she has um and wow. then i have other friends outside of college that i i got to to meet and they're all from countries like Mexico and Central America, like Guatemala, Honduras, all those countries there. And it was also a good experience for me to meet them because when I came here, I thought that my life was the worst, like I was going through the worst. Mm -hmm. But then you get to know different people that are going through things much more difficult than you. Yeah. And so you understand that us you can have little things but you still have to appreciate them yeah so for me getting to know these um friends from different parts of south america and central america and mexico um they were in a really difficult situation they didn't have the same opportunities as i had um like going to college and work or mm -hmm. you know driving a car just really basic things that you can imagine um it just made me value much more what i had even though it was not what i wanted mm -hmm. i still learned to value what i had so i think and also they taught me to work really hard because when i was in ecuador um it's really hard to see people uh, like you and me working so young because mm -hmm. there's a lack of jobs so just people that with professional jobs can um, go out and work um, so for me working as a 17 year old wasn't in my plans I was like no <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I saw all my friends that worked so hard 10 hours a day almost every day um, and they were so responsible and I said I'm doing something wrong. I should be like them. Like if mm -hmm. they have that strength and power to do so, I can also do that. Yeah. So they gave me that power, I feel like. Yeah, so what are you doing now? Are you still in so, school? Are you, what did you major in? I, well, I, first I wanted to major in music production because that was my dream. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to, write songs um it was my passion since i was a little girl um i had a band in ecuador and we really enjoyed uh those times when we were together making music wow, and so, so i came here and um i applied that was my first um choice to have a music production as my major i applied i had to write two songs and i spent lots of time a couple months working on that project. And I remember sending my application to UC with my two songs, they were in Spanish. And they were like with, uh, they were music from my country, like a music genre from my country. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got the email saying that they approved my songs and that they wanted me to go to the audition. And then I was so happy, so excited. I called to make sure, you know, what was the next step. 
And then they were like, oh, sorry. Um, actually, it's a mistake. We didn't mean to call you. You are not, um, you were not selected for the audition. Oh so that goodness. was like, yeah, that was really hard for me to process that. Um, it was very painful at that moment yeah. because I felt like I was being, I was being very pessimistic and I felt like someone rejected my music and rejected mm -hmm. what I was doing for the first time. Um, so I, I decided to take a break from music and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm too mad. I'm, I was really sad and stressed out. So um, after giving up on music, <laughs> I, as I said, I'm really interested in cultures and languages and, and just different things from all around the world. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I wanted to study international affairs. And oh, nice. yeah, that was that was my major. And I just graduated on this May, May 2020. So graduating in May, that means you're graduating mid-pandemic. How did that affect you and finding jobs and all of that and all the writing and craziness? I don't know. It was really hard. It affected me um, directly, <laughs> I would say. Um, so my graduation, my, yeah, my graduation was supposed to be on May first, twenty twenty, and then I got COVID on April twenty eighth. So I was feeling the worst during my graduation time, which of course got canceled, and. For me, it was really sad that that happened because um, since I started college, I pictured myself graduating. I had that picture in my mind of mm -hmm. myself and my parents um, together, um, you know, the flag of my country right here and, you know, all these beautiful things that we see at graduations. Um, but it, it didn't happen. My parents couldn't be here because of uh, COVID and I was sick. Um, and actually on May 1st, I, I, I couldn't have any, I didn't have any taste or smell or anything. And I remember my uncle and my aunt, they made me dinner. They made me this really good steak, which I couldn't taste, but I'm really sure that it was good. <laughs> so that symbolic moment of, you know, having graduation and commencement and all that didn't happen, mm -hmm. but um, I still achieved all my goals. Yeah. going to college and, and you know finishing my my major and, and all yeah. that um, and then after I graduated of course I had to um, look for a job mm, it was I'm not gonna say it was hard for me to find a job actually I got very lucky mm -hmm. um, I was looking for jobs in schools because I I said I was gonna miss going and being in the school. Um, so I, and I really, I'm really passionate about education and um, sharing my knowledge with other people, especially kids. Uh, and so I found this job in a small school in Oakley. It's called St. Cecilia School. So I, and the, the title of the job was Hispanic Parent Liaison. Mm -hmm. And it was like the right, the little puzzle piece that was missing in, in my puzzle. So Aww. it fit perfectly. So 
um, yeah, I got hired immediately oh, after cool. maybe two weeks of applying and, and the, all the interview and all that. Are and I'm really there? happy. Are you still working there? Yes. Mm -hmm. I just started there maybe on August. Okay. So I've been there a couple months and I really like it. I get to help a lot of um, Hispanic families in whatever they need. Um, I love having all these kids around me and getting to share a little bit of what I know with them. Mm -hmm. um, and the school where I work, they have a almost a 50% of Hispanic population. So it's the majority of the population in the school. So they need a lot of help since most of them don't speak English. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice to feel that I am investing my time on, on something that's really worth it yeah. on families and on education for their kids and their future. So it's really, it's a really nice job. I really enjoy doing it. You know, I find you so inspirational because just your values for family and how you want to help people and especially with culture and all that other stuff. I, I think that's amazing what you're doing and you're finding you. how um, you moving from Ecuador, Ecuador to um, America, you're kind of incorporating that into your lifestyle right now and making good out of it. And I think that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was It was a hard process, uh, five years. Um, now that I see behind, it looks like it passed really fast, but it was a really hard process. I fell down a couple times and it was really hard to stand up and keep going and keep walking. Um, I what think- What made you keep walking? Like what made you get up and be like, I need to finish this. I need to, I need to get going and- achieve what I came here to do? I think it was my family, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I had a really hard time with them uh, during all this process because when I moved here, I was far away from my parents and it was really hard on me. And I really wanted to go back. I wanted to go back to Ecuador. Um, the very first time I felt the winter because it was horrible <laughs> for me. <laughs> and I was like, mom, I need to go back to Ecuador. And she said, no, you're not coming back because I want you to keep trying. I want you to be strong and just stand up and keep going. As I said, um, it's going to get better. And basically she said that um, the struggles that I have are made for me to to find the opportunity with them mm -hmm. and keep going. So do you know, um, since you've graduated, do you know if you're ever going to go back to Ecuador? I hope so. <laughs> mm -hmm. I tend to go there for vacation, but um, to live there, I don't think so. Um, it's going to be really hard for me to find a job in mm -hmm. there. And my country is going through a really bad crisis right now. There's a lot of crime, a lot of um, corruption in the government, and a lot of poverty. So I think for now, it's better for me to stay here and develop myself a little more. And hopefully one day I can go back. Um, I would love to. I would really like to. Do you yeah. mind um, 
I was just talking to Sarah Brown about this. Do you mind mm-hmm. singing part of the song that you made for you, see? We're just so interested. If not, it's okay. But oh. <laughs> we just love your voice and we can't like, we're like, we want to hear her sing so bad. Let me see if I remember that song because I throw that in my box of memories. <laughs> but I, I remember a little bit of the song if you think I can yeah we want to hear it just a little piece okay let's try (laughs) quiero llenar de besos tu dulce boca quiero tenerte cerca que estés aquí Quiero que tus labios pronuncien mi nombre Mientras me miras, mientras me quieres con frenesí Oh my God, that's so beautiful. I didn't oh practice, God. so it wasn't the best. <laughs> that was great. I. Oh my gosh, you see really... They really missed out on having you part of that program. And I'm so sorry that happened to you. That's okay. It was part of, of what had to happen. Yeah, for you to be where you are today. Yes, yes. I, I don't regret, regret anything that I did. I think every mistake that I made uh, got me here where I am. Uh, it made me strong. As I said, I went through really bad situations. Um, I was, I felt really frustrated multiple times during long periods of time. Um, but it all helped me to just stand up and keep moving. Say there's someone going through the same thing you went through. Like they're leaving Ecuador and they're coming to America. Um, what would you have to tell them or any advice? Yes, you know what? I used to think about that every time where I was going through that whole stage of my life or I really wanted someone to tell me what to do or how to feel or just tell me, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. You'll get through this. Mm -hmm. So if I see someone that's going through my same process, I would just say, be patient, be positive. It's hard but you will get um, where you want to be if you're strong and you keep walking. Um, Just trust your family, um, find really good friends Mm -hmm. and never forget where you come from. Never forget your roots. Mm -hmm. You can keep growing as a tree, really, really big with lots of fruits, beautiful but you need to keep your roots very strong. Mm -hmm. So if you are here already and you really love the culture of the U.S. and you really make a lot of friends from here, don't forget that you come from a country, a little tiny country in South America with lots of culture, good music, good food, good people. Yeah. You know, you're amazing and I love you. And thank you for coming on the podcast today. It was such a pleasure talking to you. And, you know, I hope we can talk again soon. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I am really happy to share this little part of my story. I hope this can help someone. It will.
It will. When I first started the podcast, I wasn't sure where it would take me. I just knew I was meant to do it. Don't ask me why or how. I just really knew. And since starting it three years ago, I've wondered how else can I use what I've learned in the episodes and teach others? Over the years, I've coached executives and more recently, young professionals and college students. In response to that need, we are offering Move Forward Crew, and it takes our guest best practices, the Enneagram assessment, to help them understand their personal motivations. They will challenge unhealthy and limiting beliefs. We use neuroscience to create new healthy habits, and finally, they'll create a Move Forward plan. So if your child is struggling and you'd like to give them the tools to get unstuck and face their fears, you can sign them up for a 10-week course. More information, go to failforwardpod.com. I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, especially Adrian Donica and the team at Gwyn Sound. Also, please find us on social media outlets at Fail Forward Pod.